0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Happy Hippie Homestead Podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Juba, helping you find happiness and joy on your homesteading journey. Today is Wednesday... January 11th, 2023 and this is episode number 61. I will uh, apologize in advance here. Harley Quinn wants to play so she's running around right now. Thankfully the toy she picked out is no longer squeaking. She broke that squeaker so hopefully you may just hear her little feet sliding around on my floor so I'm throwing a toy for her while I'm recording this but what is today's episode about it is about handmade holidays and i'm calling this something along the lines of the follow-up episode so i did an episode about handmade holidays what my plans were what that could mean what that means to me so this is how did it go what did i learn will i be doing it again things like that that we're going to talk about today so just a brief in case you missed that episode of handmade holidays What did I do this year? I did not want to buy people presents off Amazon. I did not want to buy people presents from Walmart or wherever you buy your presents. Now, there's nothing wrong. I definitely got presents off Amazon um, on purpose that I sent to people and said, hey, I really want this book, you know? So there's nothing wrong with buying things for people for Christmas, but I wanted to try something different this year. Kind of get me out of my comfort zone, see what I can create and make and use some of the materials I have around the house already. So that started off with knitting. I do like to knit, so I knit, I made hat and scarf sets, I made ear warmers, I made baby hats, I made lots of different knitted items for people. That honestly took the longest part of my time, but we'll get to that. What else did I make? I made scrapbooks as well. I also made homemade bath salts. I made bracelets. I So it was kind of a little bit of everything. I made a necklace as well. So it was definitely out of my comfort zone. The jewelry making is newer to me this year, so it kind of really has taken off, and I had a lot of fun making things from scratch for people. So how did it go? I did finish everything. I know towards the end there, I felt like I wasn't going to finish. So I started working on stuff for Christmas probably back in March, which I know you guys might think that's crazy considering Christmas is in December, but I knew I wanted to make these hat and scarf sets and scarves for knitting, at least for me take a stupid long time, like stupid long. So I needed to get started really early to finish the scarves that I wanted to make. I believe I made four of them this year, which is a lot for me to make scarves for. So I will say everything got done, even though at the end I kept adding things to my list. I was like, oh, I finished early. Let me make another dishcloth. Oh, I finished early. Let me make another ear warmer. Oh, let me make another bracelet, you know, so even with trying to squeeze things in at the end, I definitely got it all done. I think everybody loved it. Uh definitely brought some people to tears. Uh some people really really enjoyed the bracelets and the bath salt smelled amazing, which was really simple to make, but we'll get to that in a little bit if you want. Um will I do it again? My first response is absolutely. I honestly have already made my list for next Christmas. I know I keep getting crazier and crazier over here, but my goal for next Christmas is not necessarily to start today for next Christmas, but just to kind of get an idea of what I'm looking at. Do I need to pick up some new crafts? Can I work with what I have at home? Do I want to try something completely new and different, or do I stick with the things that I know I like and have the stuff for? So. I loved it. I loved making it. I loved watching people open the presents because it had an even deeper meaning for me and for the person opening it. Even if the bracelets break or whatever, the fact that I took the time out to create something for them, I think speaks volumes instead of me just buying them a gift card, you know? I put a lot of thought and effort into it. So now what did I learn? I learned a lot of things. That's what we're going to spend quite a bit of time here is what did I learn? In case you want to maybe do handmade holidays yourself or do some handmade stuff next year. Maybe you're inspired now. I wouldn't say I made any mistakes, but I've definitely learned a few things that I'd love to share to make it easier for you going forward. So... First thing I think I learned is do not keep adding a million things at the end after you've already finished what you had planned. It's kind of a joke, but not really. I do that to myself almost every year where I say, Oh, I'm done. I had my list, I've got my list done, and then I think of a few more things. That might just be a human thing you know where Christmas holiday season you're going out last minute shopping even if you didn't mean to so that's what I always do with myself do to myself especially with handmade stuff so maybe I learned my lesson not to keep adding a million things at the end but I think this is where planning ahead of time is very helpful and don't be afraid to change that plan as you're going If all of a sudden, maybe you, God forbid, you get sick or something happens and you're not going to be able to make the 12 scarves you wanted to make, be willing to adjust that plan. So I didn't have anything major like that that got in my way, but I did have some things come up, so I was generating ideas, March, April, time frame, what I wanted to do for Christmas presents. Some of the stuff I wrote down, I wanted to make my own apple butter. I did can my own jellies and give those out as Christmas presents, which I think canned jellies are always a hit. This year, I did try to do a sugar-free jelly. It was a blackberry and honey, and it was all from Western North Carolina, where I live, so I think it tasted pretty good. I uh, don't know if anyone's tried it yet that I gave it to, so I'll be curious to see what other people say about it. I b- kind of went down a rabbit hole here. I was talking about apple butter <laughs> that was originally on my list of things to make was apple butter. and a few other like random things like I wanted to make dog treats too, like dog cookies. And I also wanted to make a bunch of cookies to give people cookies. And then as things started shaping up, I realized, I don't even know if I like apple butter, let alone if anybody I wanted to give it to likes apple butter. So I ditched the apple butter for that for this year. Then I was also thinking about like the dog treats and the cookies. How well will they travel? Because I'm shipping some gifts and I'm traveling 12 plus hours and I'll be there a few days before Christmas. How well will they keep? So I kind of Tweaked my plan, changed some things there towards the end with what I wanted it to look like. So be flexible with your plan. I think it's not about the quantity of things. Like I don't want you to think, oh, well, I get my mom something special every year and I spend 50 bucks, so that means I need to give her five different handmade things. I had a hard time with that a little bit. Because I try to spend not too much money, 35-ish on like siblings and friends, 35, but I will not go past 50. It depends on what it is that I'm doing. So for me, I felt like, oh, well, I only made a hat and scarf set and I used yarn and knitting needles that I had in the house. So it didn't actually cost me anything. So I need to add more. Like, that's not enough of a Christmas present. And I don't want you to fall down that rabbit hole, too, where you're undervaluing what it is you're making. Maybe you make this really awesome embroidered something for somebody, and it didn't cost you a lot of money, but it took you 25 hours to make. (sighs) That's a lot. That's a big time investment. So... Plan ahead. Do not undervalue what you're doing, though, and feel like you have to make millions of things for everybody. Because the goal is not to burn yourself out, but it's to have fun. It's to be creative, to do something different, to change up the meaning of this holiday. I know if you're religious, this holiday may, or the holiday season may have a very different meaning. But there are quite a few people that aren't religious. My family is one of those. We're not super religious. So Christmas is consumerism. We buy presents for each other. You know, that's you spend a bunch of money during Christmas. So I loved the idea of breaking free from that and kind of starting a new tradition. Uh, my mom actually made me a f- homemade like face wash and a homemade like spray for my wool dryer balls to add some scent to it I really love those gifts now don't get me wrong I love my KitchenAid too and the books that I got things like that but there was something special about the face wash and the dryer ball spray I'm sure it didn't cost that much not compared to a KitchenAid anyway but if you notice that's what I mentioned first that meant the most to me so that's I guess what I want you to think of and think about with handmade holidays is it's not the quantity it's not even necessarily the quality now don't get me wrong I wouldn't want to um, the first couple of scarves I made when I was learning how to knit I would not have wanted to give those as Christmas presents because they were just horrible (laughs) they really were not good um that doesn't mean your first couple scarves won't be good but it's not really about the quality either you don't have to be a professional knitter to make a knitted item you don't have to be a professional baker to give someone some christmas cookies and those little things make a difference giving someone a dozen christmas cookies in a box that's what i did for some of my coworkers is i put Christmas cookies in a baggie and pass them out to a few people with a Christmas card, just saying happy holidays. And they came and thanked me for it because it meant something to them. So it can be small. It can be something small that you add to your presents. Maybe you don't want to step away from Amazon and the consumerism that can be the holiday season. And you just want to supplement So maybe you cut down your, you know, maybe you spend 50 bucks on these three people. Maybe you spend 35 and make them something small as well. You don't have to, but it could be fun to kind of be creative. Another thing that I learned is do not make a million knitted scarves, which is also kind of a joke, but not really. It's... More of a lesson to think about the time you're putting into something. Does that mean I will never make a scarf again? No. Does that mean my scarves are not worth my time and effort? No. And that to me just means I'm not, maybe not going to make four scarves for one Christmas season again, just so I can kind of get stuff done earlier. Or maybe I break it up because for a while there, I was doing one scarf after the other scarf after the other scarf. And it just felt like a lot. So maybe I just mix up the order that I'm making stuff in. Or maybe I save a scarf till the end. And if I get to it, I get to it. If I don't, it's not a big deal. So another lesson that I learned is that I love Michaels <laughs> when I was doing handmade holidays. So you may not have a Michaels in your area. I know where I lived Before, out here in the mountains, I lived East Coast, North Carolina. We had a Michaels. I didn't realize how great Michaels was until it moved out and we got the Hobby Lobby. And then Hobby Lobby. I mean, Hobby Lobby is great. I love Hobby Lobby, too. But then they did away with their coupon, you know, and just things were... mm, I don't love it as much as Michaels. So where I live now, Hobby Lobby and Michaels are like a half mile apart. So if I'm going to one, I can go to the other. And I love that. I actually will go to Michael's first <laughs> to try to find what I'm looking for and then wind up at Hobby Lobby if I don't find it. So I'll go over really quick why I love Michael's. I'm not sponsored by Michael's. I get nothing from them if you decide to shop there. This is just how much I love some of the things that Michael's does. So I discovered this year, maybe it's newer, but they do something called vouchers so and I don't know if they do it year-round or if it was a just around the holidays I really started shopping at Michael's probably October November time frame until now so I'm not sure if it was a holiday thing or if it's a year-round thing or if it's a new program but the way these vouchers worked if you spent $25 you got $5 for free And if you're a Michael's Rewards member, which is free to sign up, it's not a credit card. You just give them your phone number and email. When you sign up for Michael's Rewards, you get 3% cash back, and that adds up to another $5 voucher. So there were times, depending on what I was buying, I would go in there, spend $25, and I got a $5 voucher, and then I'd earn 3% cash back. And if you spend so much money At Michael's within, I think, the calendar year or whatever year, I don't know how they start their year, if it's a calendar, I'm not sure. But I hit so many, um, I spent so much money at Michael's, basically is what I'm trying to say. I spent so much money at Michael's that they bumped me from a 3% cash back to 6% cash back. So I was earning six percent cash back and five dollars off every twenty five dollar voucher on every twenty five I was spending. So basically, I would go in there, go shopping for what I need, come out with at least five dollars to go towards the next thing. So it's not just the vouchers that I love, and the vouchers are good for I believe a full month. So you don't have to run back to Michael's in the next two days to spend it. You know, you've got some time. So it's not just the vouchers. But they also have coupons. (laughs) So the coupons vary with what kind of coupon they have available. Sometimes it's get a percentage off your whole regular price purchase. Sometimes it's a percentage off of just one item. Depends on when you're going, what the coupon is. The coupon is always available with your Michaels rewards. When you sign in, the coupon's there somewhere on the Michaels website. So I always pull up the coupon for Michael's if what I'm buying is not on sale. Which a lot of times, like at Hobby Lobby, Michael's stuff is on sale. But I will say Michael's does a bigger sale than Hobby Lobby. At least the things that I buy at Hobby Lobby, which is usually beads for jewelry or scrapbooking supplies or yarn, I see up to 50% off the yarn Maybe buy one, get one 50% off. Maybe buy one, get one free, or buy two, get one free, something like that with the yarns, a typical sale. Michaels, their beads. So Hobby Lobby does 50% off. Michaels will do 60% off. And there was a period in time where Michaels was doing 70% off of their beads. Why would I not <laughs> take an extra 20% off? And then get a $5 voucher on every $25 I'm spending and then get 6% cash back on every dollar I spent. That's crazy. And to top it all off, on top of that, Michaels also does discounts for veterans, teachers, and senior citizens. I can't speak to how much the teachers and senior citizen one is, but for veterans, it's 15% off. And it's 15% off everything, I think, except clearance and maybe doorbusters. But that 70% off sale that happened on those beads, I got an extra 15% off. So I got 85% off of the beads. And then I was earning a $5 voucher when I spent $25 and 6% cash back. That like is mind-blowing, at least to me, because I do like to feel like I'm getting a good deal, a good discount and good savings when I go shopping places. I'm the kind of person, I've mentioned it multiple times, I price match everything. I'm comparing, is it cheaper for me to buy it from Sam's Club or to buy it from this store or to buy it from this store or from Amazon? I compare that. Because I want the best deal possible. That doesn't mean I'm going to go super cheap and buy the lowest quality, lowest grade, just because it's the cheapest or buy it just because it's on sale. Not necessarily. But if I can get 85% off with all that cash back on some bees, I will absolutely take that. So I love Michael's. That is something that I learned. And if you don't shop at Michael's, Maybe there's one near you you can start shopping at. They also do free shipping. On orders over $49, you get free shipping at Michael's. Hobby Lobby does not do that, at least not on a regular basis. Hobby Lobby, what I found was a little frustrating. I did get some beads shipped to my house. Hobby Lobby, depending on how much you spend, is how expensive your shipping is. So if you spend $10, it's the lowest shipping rate, but if you spend, I think, $45, it is more expensive. And for me, some beads, $45 in beads can add up kind of fast, but I'm sure the packaging is not much bigger to ship me one thing of beads compared to six things of beads. The little strands, you know, for me to pay double the shipping cost? Outrageous. But if I can get free shipping on Michaels when it's over $49, there was a period in time right around Black Friday where Michaels actually did free shipping on orders over $39. So there are ways and time periods when it's less than that $49. Okay, so I'm going to get off my Michaels soapbox here. And I brought this up a little bit too, but something that I learned is the things you make You might consider small, you might consider maybe unworthy or not good enough, but they're a big deal to other people. The fact that you took the time and effort to think about them makes a difference. I brought this up earlier too. I didn't realize I was going to go on soapbox here before I got to my bullet points, but planning is key and keep tweaking that plan the further you get along. I will also say it is possible, something I learned, it is possible to do handmade holidays on a budget. I mentioned Michael's and all their deals, but there's more than that. It gets better. (laughs) So I discovered recently, unfortunately not before Christmas. I discovered this after Christmas, but the Dollar Tree, which should be called like the Buck 25 tree or something, now that they charge more than a dollar, but that's a whole other soapbox. They actually sell things. Like scrapbook stickers. And they're really, to me, for $1.25, they're really nice scrapbook stickers. They're not like cheap, shitty, smiley faces. You know what I'm saying? Like they're pretty butterflies and pretty flowers and all these pretty things that I would absolutely put in a scrapbook. And if I could only pay $1.29, I'd love that. Michael's prices? I love Michael's. But... When I was looking for scrapbook stickers, we're talking a minimum of $5 a pack. And the $5 packs only had maybe six stickers. <clears throat> That's expensive. These ones at the Dollar Tree I was looking at, a $1.25 for nine nice stickers. You better believe future scrapbooks, I'm getting Dollar Tree stickers. 100%. So they Dollar Tree also sells other things besides stickers for scrapbooks. They sell yarn. Not a wide variety. It's not a Michaels in there. Don't get me wrong. But they sell cotton yarn if you're looking to experiment with some dishcloths. They sell worsted weight yarn. You might be able to catch some other yarn, I guess, depending on your store in the season. They also have canvases if you're into painting and drawing they have sketchbooks so they've got some things where if you are on a super tight budget dollar tree might be where it's at for you and that's okay maybe you're just trying maybe you want a couple of cheap canvases because you want to try your hand at painting you've never done it before hey you don't have to give it away as a christmas present this can totally be something you just do a new hobby you can pick up for the year just something you can start with and start small and start cheap. They also have things like jars at hot, at um sorry Dollar Tree. We're talking about Dollar Tree right now. <laughs> so, they've got a wide variety of crafty things at the Dollar Tree. They also have candles and stuff that are nice there, so totally check out the Dollar Tree. Not that I do all my shopping at Dollar Tree. I don't really go in there very often. But... If you're looking for some stuff it could be there so I already talked about the Michaels deals when I talk about doing this on a budget Hobby Lobby sales it's important if you are going to shop at Hobby Lobby to try to time their sales they don't always keep things on sale 24 7 they're pretty good about putting it on putting things on sale on a regular basis sometimes it might be every other week or once every three weeks somewhere in there is where their sale schedule falls it might depend on what part of the store you're looking to buy stuff from I feel like I always see the furniture is 30% off maybe I make that up but I feel like I always see those signs but I know the beads It seemed like every other week, some of the beads were on sale, then some of the other beads were on sale, then like every third or fourth week, both brands of beads that I like would be on sale, so I would have to try to time when I was going based on what was on sale because I do not want to pay full price for some beads, especially without any kind of coupon or like veterans discount, something like that, so definitely... Hobby Lobby sales pay attention to the sales if you love their decorations and everything they do some big sales right after the holiday which I'm sure everybody knows everywhere does sales after the holiday but Hobby Lobby will get up to like 70 plus percent off which is great for Hobby Lobby so if you love like their Christmas selection might be the time to go the day after Christmas or somewhere right around there i will also say just do this on a budget you can get creative with everything get creative not only with what you're making but i got creative this year with using recycling for my bath salts and i brought this up before but i made Epsom bath salt soaks that you can use to soak your feet or for a bath and i really didn't want to give away my canning jars Maybe that makes me a little selfish or a little cheap, but I do a lot of canning, at least compared to other people my age. I feel like I do a lot of canning. I pressure can all my own beans. I'm going to pressure can vegetable stock this weekend. I can jellies. I canned diced tomatoes this year and tomato sauce. So there's all these things. And I didn't want to give away my jars, you know, like the costs with inflation and rising prices. I didn't want to give away a bunch of jars. And I had been saving my recycling, the glass jars. Let me rephrase. I don't save all my recycling, (laughs) but the glass jars I'd been saving. So my whole pantry is glass jars. Most of it's mason jars. And I realized probably either late spring or early summer why am i recycling these perfectly good glass jars that can hold things like nutritional yeast like my sunflower seeds that i buy open container i buy in bulk basically sunflower seeds things like that why am i getting rid of these jars why am i Yeah, recycling these jars from like pasta sauce, salsas, things like that when I can be saving them and putting things like beans if I don't have enough beans to put in my half-gallon mason jars. So I started saving the recycling, using it in my pantry, and then when I got ready to make the Epsom salt bath soaks, I was like, man, I don't want to give away my candy jars. And I looked at my pantry and I was like, no, I've got all these free jars. That's what I'm going to give. And I've already started to accumulate more jars since I did that. Because anytime I buy something, so if I buy an applesauce, something along those lines, I will try to buy the one in a glass jar. If there is a glass jar option, like I bought some artichoke hearts, and my olives are in a glass jar so all those jars I plan on keeping and saving. so it might be worth doing before you put it in the recycling take a look at it and say, is this a size I could use for something Now don't get me wrong, I don't want you to keep all these glass jars and just put them on a shelf somewhere and say I'm gonna use those one day <laughs> I use mine in my pantry in Instead of using my canning jars, because then it frees up a bunch of canning jars that I can use for vegetable stock, diced tomatoes, jellies, beans, whatever it might be. So I think it's worth keeping your recycling and doing that. I also say the last one of the, not the last way, but the last way I could come up with to do this on a budget is to use what you have. So what I did for all the knitted items that I made this year, except for one scarf, I used yarn that I had in my house. So the scarves, the hats, the ear warmers, I did have to go buy a few more cotton, um, little cotton, oh man, my brain is going here, little cotton yarn, I say little because it's really a you get a lot less cotton yarn than regular, like acrylic yarn, but it costs a lot less for the little thing of cotton yarn than it does a regular size acrylic yarn. So you're paying what you're paying for what you get. But that's all I bought was some cotton yarn and one color for a scarf. Everything else were colors that I had at the house. So use what you have. Maybe you want to get back into drawing, and you have some pencils, but they're not the perfect pencils. Try using them first. Make sure you want to get back into drawing. Reignite that spark first. I'm not going to lie. I did have a Michael's... I had $10 in Michael's vouchers, and I went and bought some yarn with it. They're really pretty, and I can't wait to make some projects with them. So I'm not against buying things to create stuff with, like for my scrapbooks, I had to buy everything. I had to buy the paper, the scrapbooks, the stickers, get the pictures printed. So I'm not saying you can't buy anything for your projects. But if you have stuff on hand already, try to use that first. You also maybe can find... I know quite a few people that have given me yarn because they don't want it anymore. So I, I take all the free yarn I can get, you know? I'll take all the free stuff. Maybe you can check out goodwill for some of these crafty items. If you're on a budget, maybe you could check out garage sales too. Uh, There may not be many garage sales in your area considering it's January, but when garage sales come back up, I'm sure estate sales. I've heard estate sales are where it's at for things like canning jars sometimes. You might also look up some of this stuff, whatever you're looking for on Facebook Marketplace. Maybe someone's selling it at a good price. Or maybe someone's giving some stuff away for free on Facebook Marketplace as well. It's worth looking into. So there's a lot of ways to do handmade holidays on a budget. Some of which I didn't know ahead of time. Like the Dollar Tree for scrapbook stickers. I had no clue. Wish I did. Now I know. Going into next year. So same thing with the Michaels deals. Like Wish I would have known about those sooner. (laughs) But I didn't know. So now I do know. And I'm sharing that information with you. The last thing that I have on here is I don't want you to get so wrapped up in creating for other people that you forget to create for yourself. Because I think that's just as important if you are an artist. If you are, well, I think, I guess art is relative with what is art. But if you're an artist, if you're a knitter, a crocheter, if you do embroidery, kind of cross-stitch, if you're into canning and making natural soaps and bath soaks and whatever it might be, create that for you too. Now, I'm not saying every time you make a scarf for someone, you make a scarf for yourself. Like, you don't have to go that far with every time you make an Epsom bath salt soak to give away you make one for yourself. You might wind up with a lot of bath salts that way. But create something like I made ear warmers. I made dishcloths. I did keep one or two for myself with the cotton dishcloths. But what I have in my house knitted for myself are blankets because that is something that I love and I use all the time. Right now, I've got one stretched out across my couch. No, I don't need it on my couch. My couch is fine. I don't care if my animals are on the couch. But the fuzzy blanket is so nice. And it's fuzzy. And the animals love snuggling up on the fuzzy blanket. And I'm actually under part of it right now because it's so big and so nice. So don't forget about you is what I'm trying to get at here. Don't forget to do something for you. Like with all the bracelets that I made, you better believe I made myself quite a few bracelets because I love them and I think they're beautiful. So I want you to have that same pride in your work where if you're making necklaces, earrings, whatever it may be, if you love them, make some for you too. Don't forget about yourself. And now is the perfect time to plan for next year or for next year. Christmas season, because <laughs> we're just coming out of holiday season, Plan for the next holiday season. It is technically this year. Holiday season 2023, which seems like it's a long way now. Long ways away, but it's going to sneak up on us like it always does. I think now is the perfect time to plan for everything, but I'm also a planner. <laughs> Here I am. It's a Wednesday, and I'm already planning out my weekends. I plan my food that I'm going to eat, which I think is going to be a whole nother topic because I didn't realize until recently how many people don't meal plan and maybe meal prep as well. So I want to walk through what that could look like for you, depending on what you want to do, what you need from it. So that might be a topic coming up soon here is meal planning and prepping. I've also planned out like my goals for the year the triathlons I'm gonna run for the year I'm I like planning even though sometimes plans don't always go the way you want them to I think it's important to have them in place to give you something to work towards and I know not everyone's a planner but I think there are some things you can benefit from planning like I think Christmas shopping or holiday season shopping gifts You can benefit from planning, maybe not now in January, depending on who you are, but I think you can benefit from planning that in general. So this way you can get the best deals, get the best sales, and not run around at the last minute like a chicken with your head cut off, you know? So I'm going to go through this list really quick here. So what did I learn from Handmade Holidays that I'm absolutely going to do it again? I loved doing it. People loved the presence. I did learn don't keep adding a million things to the end of your list when you finish everything else. I learned for me personally to be more cognizant of how long a project's going to take, like a knitted scarf for me. <laughs> I also learned that I love Michaels, they have great deals. I talked a lot about that. Things that you may consider small and not worth a lot can be a big deal to someone else. So don't underestimate and undervalue your work. Planning is key for some of this, but be flexible with your plan. That's something else that I learned. And it is possible to do this on a budget. I'll kind of hit some budget stuff here really quick. Dollar Tree, Michael's Deals, Hobby Lobby Sales. Get creative with stuff like your recycling. Use what you have go to estate sales and garage sales if that's your thing, Facebook marketplace if that's your thing. I don't really love garage sales and estate sales so much. I don't know. I don't go to them. I I host them. You better believe I have hosted many a garage sales in my life, but I love Facebook marketplace. Like love it. Now don't get me wrong, I don't buy everything off Facebook marketplace, but I definitely search if I'm looking for pallet wood or if I'm looking for dirt or if I'm looking for all these like random things. I go to Facebook first to see what I can find before I look other places. So it is possible to do handmade holidays on a budget. I don't want you to think it's going to be more expensive. It will probably cost you more time depending on what you're making than just to go to the store and pick up a gift card. Probably will. And so for you, if time is not, I feel like we're all very busy and we all don't have a lot of time. I chose projects that I can do sitting on the couch with the TV on cuddling my animals so maybe that's something you keep in mind with what kind of projects you want to create something where you can still be social with your family or whatever it is that's important to you you can sort of multitask i don't know if we are great multitaskers in general people in general but i think you could do a little bit of multitasking depending on what you're working on so something to think about Take some time, something else I learned, take some time to create for you because you are worth it. You deserve that bracelet as much as your whoever you're giving it to deserves a bracelet. And now is the time to start planning. Is this something you want to do? What do you want to make for who? Do you have a long list of people to make stuff for or a short list? Do you have a lot of things you want to make for people or a little bit of things? So... Now's the time to start planning. I hope you liked this kind of follow-up episode to let you know how it went. We'll be doing many, many more episodes in the future. I release them every Wednesday now, kind of slowing things back for me. I'll get into what I am working on and what I see coming in the future, not just for the podcast, but other things you can expect from me. I am finally back to working on that book. Um I wanna build a ha a habit of doing it more often, more frequently, so when the book is closer to being done, I will totally let you guys know more about what it's about, what my plans are for publishing, releasing, things like that. So I'm very excited to be back at it. I've got a very ambitious goal for finishing. So, we'll see what I can do. This year's going to be a big year. That's all I have to say for now. Big year until I get some until I write some more, then I'll let you know how big it's going to be. So, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Happy Hippie Homestead podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Juba, helping you find happiness and joy in your homesteading journey. So thank you for tuning in today. Feel free to like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram. I have fallen off the bandwagon a little bit with the social media recently. Totally gonna own up to that. It's on my list of things to kind of kick start again. Hopefully this week. If not now if not, definitely next week <laughs> to kind of kickstart that and get it back to where it needs to be. So We'll be back on social media. Don't worry, it's not a permanent thing that I'm taking away. It's just I've had quite a few things, which I plan on sharing more about as we go along our journey here with our homestead. So thank you for tuning in to today's episode, and I will talk to you next week.